podcast. I'm Kayla Linghoff, entrepreneur and women's coach, and I will be your host for this podcast. So I am so excited that you are here. And if we haven't connected yet, either over social media or in person, welcome. I have so much gratitude that you're here. This podcast is going to go over so many things from mindfulness, mental health, finding your purpose, manifesting your ultimate reality, and so much more. So my mission is to inspire, guide, and lead you into becoming the best version of yourself and having the life that you want. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you my favorite wellness hacks that are completely free and under 10 minutes. The idea that you have to be materialistic or you have to have all these products in your house to be happy is so far from the truth. And speaking from someone who used to order so many boxes, I would joke about it and do, you know, hauls on on social media and stuff about how many times the UPS guy and the FedEx guy was coming to my house because I was looking externally to feel good. I thought I needed all these supplements, all these products in my bathroom, these different scrubs and things to put in your water and all this extra stuff. Not to say that those don't work, but when we're in the state where we're looking so externally for a solution, when we could provide solutions internally for ourselves. The first wellness hack we're going to talk about is what happens when you take cold showers and ice baths every day. Now, this can be something that I know some people are like, oh, that sounds so uncomfortable. And that is, that's the whole point. It's, it gives you so many benefits. And we're going to talk about those right now. So I've been someone who has taken cold showers for years and I'm obsessed. I don't think you could pay me to not take them because I've seen the benefits. I've witnessed the transformation. And it's something that doesn't take any more time than what you already have right now. You're already taking your shower. All you have to do is turn the water onto cold and get uncomfortable. The goal is to get like up to three minutes. I sometimes will do five just because I like to push the boundaries with that, but I I seriously love it. When you get so cold that you get the chills or you're really uncomfortable, your brain actually releases endorphins, which is your feel-good hormone. So this decreases any symptoms of like anxiety, depression, so many things, and it also can help you manage like your stress levels because it's building your resilience. Studies also show that taking a cold shower or ice bath also stimulates your immune system and helps your body increase the rate of your white blood cells. The next wellness hack we're going to talk about that's completely free is sunlight. Getting light as early as you can into your eyes when you wake up, and sunlight is the best, but if you're someone like me who wakes up super early before the sun's even up, a artificial light like a hatch alarm or something similar will work. When the sun does come up, I'm going outside for at least 10 minutes with the dogs and getting that light in my eyes and it has so many benefits. Viewing sunlight as early as you can within like the first few hours of you waking up boosts your cortisol, which is great for in the morning because that way your body is able to sleep restfully in the evening. Also, cortisol helps you focus. And so when you're getting that boost right in the morning, a lot of people are going to work or maybe you're going to your workout class or starting your day a different way. This is going to help you focus a bunch having the extra boost. A little tip I did not know until about a year ago was wearing sunglasses outside for your 10 minutes defeats the purpose. I know, I know, shocker, but we're so used to that, especially me. My eyes are really light colored and when I'm outside, just normal light is is too bright. I'm squinting. I can't see anything. I'm seeing stars. So be mindful of that. You are supposed to actually get the sunlight into your eyes. Don't don't stare at the sun though. Like please no one do that. But just don't don't wear your glasses. Okay. The light that we're around really impacts our circadian rhythm and that's why when you go into a corporate office or school, they've got these really bright artificial lights to keep you awake and keep you focused. They maximize your um activities. 
So in the afternoon or the evenings when you're winding down from your day, try to reduce the blue light that you're absorbing from like technology, screens, all that stuff, and use a little bit softer or dimmer light. And that will help with your circadian rhythm, not amping you back up to giving you more energy and keeping you awake. If you've ever taken a walk for like 5, 10, 15 minutes or taken a break, you'll notice how much better you feel when you come back from your walk. And that's because you walking outside is also releasing dopamine in your brain. So it's giving you a little bit of energy. It's boosting your mood. It's regulating your appetite. And that's why getting outside is so important. The next wellness hack we're going to talk about is mirror work. And for anyone who knows me knows how much I love my affirmations and my mirror work and my Louise Hayes books. So with mirror work, there are so many ways that you can go about this. And I spoke a little bit more about this on the first episode that we launched, but it is one of the tools that is completely free. You can do it anywhere. You can do it as long or as little as you'd like. And it's something that you will start to see results in very quickly in my experience versus some of the other options. So mirror work allows you to internally change the narrative or story that we've built around whatever it is. It could be our our whole life story. It could be our identity or how we see ourselves. This really allows us to dissolve any resistance of any part of you that's maybe not on board with something that you're wanting to change or correct. So mirror work obviously comes in handy when we see things or we're aware of certain things that we would like to be different or we would like to change. This could be money, our appearance, how we feel about ourselves, our relationships, our career, finding purpose, our health, so many things. One of the first affirmations that I used in my personal journey with mirror work was saying that I love myself because before I was having a really hard time with with saying that, with feeling that, with thinking that that was okay to say. And when I was saying it out loud, I felt like an imposter because it was it was new to me. And being able to appreciate myself and talk to myself in a kind way was not something that I had, I had ever done before. It's not something that I was taught or that I saw from others and with their journey. Mirror work is so important because how we feel about ourselves and how we see ourselves is like the lens that we look out into the world with. How we feel impacts our identity, our purpose, how we respond to situations, our relationships, and how our whole life functions. With mirror affirmations and doing mirror work, what makes it so impactful is taking situations or statements that you've made facts that you want to actually change and make them positive. Get into the habit of maybe in the morning when you're getting ready or you're getting out of your cold shower, wink, wink, uh, you, you know, can repeat them out loud. I like out loud the best, but I know for some people, maybe internally in your head is more comfortable to start off with. I've really realized with healing and just your whole overall wellness experience and journey, The faster you get uncomfortable, the sooner that you see results. And so if you want to take things slow, absolutely go for it. But if you're someone like me that just kind of dives headfirst straight in, then here's your green light to go for it. With the wellness hacks, be sure to just take what resonates best with you. Don't feel pressured to try these because I'm saying them all together in this podcast. I really want you to feel good. And sometimes when we add so much pressure to ourselves to make these fast changes quickly, it kind of makes us feel worse and it defeats the purpose. So take things as slow or as fast as you need and really just focus on what resonates best for you and how things make you feel. 
The next wellness hack is breath work. And this is something that is more recently new for me in my journey and experience. And can I say I'm obsessed? I'm obsessed with all of these, but this one specifically because truly anyone can do this anywhere. And it is so versatile. It is so customizable and it gives you instant results. I instantly feel a difference from before I do it and afterwards. What I find so fascinating is how the body responds with its internal and external functions when the fight or flight mode is triggered. And when I say fight or flight mode, I don't mean like something that someone rarely experiences after a catastrophic event. I really mean being so stressed and triggered and even just your day-to-day life to where your body changes whether you realize it or not and you actually can really feel the difference. So when you're in fight or flight mode or you are, um, you know, you're frozen, you're triggered, you're overly whelmed and stressed out to where you're completely numb, your breathing gets shallower and your body actually pulls back the blood out of your extremities, which is like your fingers and toes and stuff, to be able to bring it into your core so that you can run faster. It's actually thinking that you are in serious danger because it doesn't know like maybe you're not running from a tiger but your boss sends you this email and you're like oh that was really mean like why did he do that he could have said this differently you know your brain doesn't know the difference and your body and brain are trying to protect you and so when we get triggered it's such a normal thing in a day-to-day life and it's not something that's bad but it's how we work with it and how we respond if we shut it down within our body that just suppresses that. And so our body is just like ashamed and holds on to that memory or experience. And it does affect us, whether we realize it or not, it is always stored in our subconscious. Fight or flight mode with our body can experience such a range of symptoms externally and internally that you may or may not have known. These can range from an increase in blood pressure, your heart rate's going up, poor memory problems, changes in your bladder, maybe your pupils are dilated. Also, your sensation of pain can go way down and you can also just feel tense. For me personally, I noticed that when I am triggered or I am in an unsafe space or something is going on with my body, a memory, an experience that's coming up, I will get very tight in my neck and my shoulders and everything just like pulls up and down and it just like almost hunches me over because I am just trying to preserve and protect myself. If you see anyone that has really bad posture A lot of times when their shoulders are rolled so far forward, it's a protection mechanism with our bodies. So I have made it a lifestyle goal to be able to increase my posture, sit up straight. I have a different chair. My desk at home also stands up so that I can stand up and work if I need to. I also minimize the time on technology that's not for work, and I've noticed a really big difference. So breathwork does so many things from slowing your state down to allow you to release any suppressed emotions, experiences, or sensations. It also reduces anxiety and depression. I've noticed a really big change with my negative thoughts. Uh, I used to get into kind of a spiral to where I would have one thought of, oh my gosh, this person didn't say hi to me when I walked into the office. Okay. And then I go to my office and I'm like, okay, why didn't they say hi to me? Did I did I do something wrong? Did I miss a meeting? Like what's going on? Am I late? And then I internalize that and I'm like, oh yeah, they don't like me. I'm such a failure, blah, blah, blah. And like the list goes on. And it sounds kind of interesting to point it out because it sounds like you're over exaggerating. But when you're in that zone where you 
have been triggered for no reason, it's really easy for your mind to give you a narrative and story and one thought can lead to another and then pretty soon you're down this rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, this person hates me and my life's over and blah, blah, blah. That, so if I am ever spiraling, which is very few and far between now, um, but more so when it was a regular thing on a normal everyday basis, I would take a few slow, deep breaths. And I felt so much better afterward. And I was able to kind of come to my senses and not tell this narrative that was so negative. And nine times out of 10, it was completely not even factual or the truth. And I know a lot of us can get in our own heads with this, with, you know, our relationships, our career, even just our our relationship to ourself. It's really easy to take a thought and run with it, especially if it's not a positive thought. Another wellness hack that I'm a total fangirl of is meditation. So I learned this a couple years ago, and I was actually doing my New Year's resolutions for the upcoming year. And what I found was if I gave myself the whole year to do things, I would wait to the last minute. Who else is like that? You know, you give yourself a week to do something, a paper, something for work, and you're doing it like the night before. Uh, And I've always been like that. And I always get it done. And so it's honestly... It's bad because my brain has so many facts and experiences to back up. Well, you always get it done. I don't like to wait because it stresses me out. So instead of doing that, I shorten my my year, so to speak. And so if anyone's read The 12-Week Year, I'm obsessed. I will leave that book and then I'll link it in the show notes. It shows you a guide and a map on how you can get things done that most people would take a whole year to do and you can get it done in 12 weeks. And then you can do that repeated as, you know, as many times as you want through the year and you've accomplished so much and you've saved yourself so much time. I also like to bridge those 12 week years with like three or four days of relaxing and maybe it's traveling, maybe it's something else, but I like to stay off of technology and give myself a little refresh because you are definitely focused for those 12 weeks. So with meditation, going back to my goal setting. I was setting my goals for this year and I was like, okay, I'm so stressed. I am very unhappy with my life. I'm unhappy with how I feel, how I look, what I'm doing with my life as a career. What's something I can do that can help me feel better? And I was a little intimidated to try meditation because you you see these yogis doing it, right? Or you see different different spins or different takes and there's so many different variations that it can be a little bit overwhelming at least for me what i found was because i was new to that space and wasn't sure how to meditate what to do having something be guided was a lot easier for me to be able to follow and there was ones that i found on this app and i will link the app as well but there was ones that were even like five minutes. And I was like, okay, I have five minutes. I can do this. It's only five minutes. There's also ones that are, you know, way longer. And we really can train ourselves to be able to sit still and not think or be focused on the guide and like what they're saying to where we can really relax our body and melt into the space. And you feel so refreshed afterward. It's crazy. There was different ones on this app for if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you, you know, are feeling very stressed at work, there was ones like before bedtime, in the morning, maybe like a midday reset, so many options. There's also frequency music on there too, which I love. Frequencies can be so healing and they can also have the opposite effect. So if you are someone who listens to like heavy metal and like rap music, a lot of those frequencies actually lower your vibration 
which makes you feel worse. Not saying for anyone that's listening, you can't listen to certain genres of music, but it's just, it's based on science. It's a fact that anything you listen to is admitting energy and that you are absorbing that energy. So if you ever listen to a song or an artist and you feel worse afterward, that's probably why. With meditation, I believe I'm going on year three of doing it every single day, which sounds crazy, but it's really not. It's five minutes and you have five minutes. A lot of times I will love to do it in the morning and in the afternoon, sometimes even at night. I will make sure that I have that time for myself because I notice the biggest difference in how I feel and how I'm able to accomplish things. I just feel more confident with tackling different tasks and being able to get things done. Even though you're taking out of your time to meditate, you actually will be able to get things done faster and you're a better version of you. You're, you're thinking better, you're more focused, you're more refreshed, and so it actually saves you time. With meditation, it does change your brain's structure, actually, and it has had measurable effects in three specific areas of the gray matter, which is your emotions, your sensory perception, and like your muscle control. So even things like your speech, your vision, and your decision making. With meditation, it also does incorporate that breath work aspect that we talked about earlier in giving you all of those benefits of reducing your sympathetic nervous system along with those symptoms that can come up when you're activated in your fight or flight response. So it also is able to help shift a difference in our awareness and you see things that maybe before you were so on the go or your brain and body was going so fast and not slowing down to where you had things that were being suppressed that you didn't even realize. This could be thoughts or even emotions that seem so much bigger when you prolong them and they just feel overwhelming. For me personally, before I was meditating every day, I had a really hard time with identifying my emotions. When I would describe things, I would say, oh, it's good or it's bad or it's fine. And we know I hate that word, but I would have like three categories to put in and that was it. And that was for everything. How are you feeling? Fine or good, bad. That's all I could say. I'm good. I couldn't say, oh yeah, I feel joy. I'm excited. I feel relieved. I'm content. I'm just, you know, blissful. I I didn't have the awareness or the understanding of what I was actually feeling because I was so disconnected. With that, I had a really hard time with adopting that as something that was like unchangeable. And so with meditation, it's really transformed my emotions and my depth. I genuinely feel like I feel every emotion and then some. Uh, I realize how sensitive I am to my surroundings and people, but I, I look at it as a strength. I used to look at it as a weakness, being like, oh my gosh, I'm so sensitive. I'm picking up on other people's emotions, how they're feeling. I didn't know how to protect my energy and I wasn't aware that I was just handing it out like candy and having the lack of awareness you are not going to be able to be in touch with your emotions. And so now looking back, there's such a shift in how I feel about me being sensitive. I used to look at it as a bad thing, thinking, oh my gosh, you know, large crowds make me anxious. I'm picking up on how other people are feeling. I don't understand how can people, you know, do this all day or, you know, be around all these people in a normal setting and not feel this and not pick this up. I now look at it as a strength, like, oh my gosh, I'm able to be so in tune, grounded and in touch with myself that I'm able to help people because I can feel how they're feeling. And because I am so sensitive, I'm able to have a different sort of wisdom internally to be aware and to see things other people don't see. 
This has happened so often, especially when I was younger. People would have uh, maybe problems at work or be voicing concerns or different things. And the way they would describe it, I was able to pinpoint what was the cause or what could could be shifted to have a difference or a change. And it was always like an aha moment that they didn't see it like that. But because I was so sensitive or am sensitive, I'm able to tap into that, which is really helpful for a lot of people. The next wellness hack we're going to talk about is having a clean space for your environment. And for anyone who's listening, if you have a million water bottles in your car or you have just stuff all over your space, it's kind of messy, you can't find things, this is going to help you so much. So I know the title says these wellness hacks for 10 minutes or less, and this is still true. All I want you to do is take 10 minutes when you can to tidy up your space. A lot of times, When we have a messy space or a messy environment, a lot of it comes down to how we're feeling internally. Like a clean space is a clean mindset. And uh, this is from the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. There was this whole section on there about your space and how how it does impact you, whether you are aware of it or not. It also can be about what you deserve or what you are worthy of. Um, Sometimes we self-sabotage our growth and we think, okay, if we had a clean space and we were able to get all this work done, it, you know, pulls you out of your comfort zone of what you're used to or like the life that you have now. And even though maybe you want to grow and you want different things in your life, we can keep ourselves where we are because that's where we're comfortable. So it's what we know and stepping outside into the unknown and even sometimes making more money or working harder or being more productive can be scary because it's not something that we're used to. It's not to say that you're not productive now, but when you go that extra mile, it can be a little scary. We resist the change because it's not what we're used to, and what we've adopted as our identity also includes our space and our environment and the story that we've told ourselves or what we've deemed to be true. For some people, they may think, okay, well, my space is a little messy, but that's how I like it. This is how I function. I know where everything is. I've noticed for me personally, when I have been at my lowest of lows and I have been depressed or anxious or very overwhelmed and stressed out but not knowing what to fix first, my space is one of the first things that shows it of how I'm doing. Something that really helps me is just to take five or ten minutes when I wake up or in the middle of the day when you're getting a break or in the evening to tidy things up and a really great way to have how you live your life be a sustainable way of keeping things tidy is to change your habits. You know, maybe there's a better way your room can be organized that suits you in a more functional way or your bathroom, or maybe there's so many makeup products and hair products that you have that are cluttered that are also just expired that need to be tossed. Maybe there's stuff you can donate out of your closet, clothes that don't fit you, things you don't wear. How many of us, especially myself, have bought things and you like it in the store and you put in your closet. It's still got the tags on it from years ago. You're not going to wear it. It doesn't even fit you. It's not even in style. Get rid of it. Donate it to someone who wants it. When we have clutter and things in our space that we don't like, it makes it harder for us to find the things that we do like and just make those normal habits more simplified. A really great book that I've read that I love that works on changing your habits to build and support the life that you want is called Atomic Habits. I will also have that linked in the show notes for you. It's a really great book. I took so many notes when I was reading it. It's also on Audible, I believe, too. And that really helped me change 
just simple things in my day, especially when I was not doing well mentally. Especially when I wasn't doing well mentally, I wanted these changes and I wanted to work on things, but I wasn't sure what to do differently. And I had no surplus of energy that I felt comfortable to give towards anything to make those changes and be able to sustain them long term. So that book really did help me so much with being able to make small changes. And we think, oh my gosh, it's only five minutes or it's only 10 minutes. What is that going to do? But it does compound over time and it makes such a difference. Being someone who loves material things, you know, we are souls here having a human experience. And so I am going to do the shopping and the traveling and the life experiences. That's fun for me. That's what we're supposed to do when we're here. But I found that part of me was being a little materialistic with what I was buying or what I was so desiring and determined to get. And I found now living a more simple and minimal life. I have nice things and I have those experiences, but I'm able to enjoy them so much more because it's not cluttered with other things that I've just kept and held on to that need to be released. You're going to hear me talk about energy 50,000 times on this podcast, but think about everything in your space as energy. Is it something you love? Great. Keep it. If it's something that you don't love, can we donate it? Can we sell it? Can we get rid of it? Can you give it to a neighbor? Can you do something with it? Can we change it? Everything holds space and energy. So if you don't like it in your environment, if it's not serving you 100%, then get rid of it. You deserve to have a space that you love, that supports you, that helps you be efficient and comfortable and safe. You don't need to be tripping over your shoes, trying to get out the door, stepping on dog toys, you know, eating off paper plates because all your dishes are dirty in the sink. You deserve so much better than that. So to recap, we talked about five different wellness hacks that are completely free and under 10 minutes. These are things you can do whenever you want in your routine and your space. These are totally up to you. Pick what resonates best with you. Cold showers and visualization, sunlight when you wake up, mirror work and affirmations, breath work, and we also talked about a clean, organized environment. If you try any of these, please let me know and tag me on social media. I would love to connect with you over there and see what you're up to. These wellness hacks are things that I have done and will continue to do because I've seen the biggest transformation and what they've added to my life. As we close out this episode of the Energetically Her podcast, I want to invite you to share any questions, insights, or even aha moments that have come up for you during the episode. You can share those with me over on Instagram or social media. I'm so happy to connect with all of you over there. And I will have those pages linked in the show notes for you too. Also, if this episode resonates with you, please subscribe and leave a review for the podcast. It really does help grow our community so much. I look forward to bringing you so much value each and every Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Until next time, bye.